The accused murderer stood in the holding cell of the old calaboose, same jail the French and Spanish had used here in New Orleans, her arms folded, her face half-hidden in shadow. I could see her eyes shining in the dimness as she stared back at me. She had been standing for hours. There was nowhere for her to sit in that hoop skirt. Get a stool in here, I called back to the sergeant major. A stool? How is she supposed to sit, I said louder. The sergeant major, a burly Irishman with a handlebar mustache, stepped in with a stool and apologized to me. Sorry, Captain, I thought she could sit on a bunk. Don't apologize to me, apologize to her. The sergeant major unlocked the cell door and took in the stool. Uh, Sorry, ma'am. He doffed his keppy campaign hat and hustled out. Leave it open, I told him, taking out my notebook and pencil and noting the time and date. 10 p.m., Friday, August 29th, 1862. I'm Captain Jason Bartlett. I looked at her eyes. I'm with the provost marshal's office. She took a hesitant step forward, lifted the back of her skirt, and sat on a stool. She was younger than I expected, even younger than I, and I'd just turned 23. Her long brown hair was pulled back in a black net. Her purple dress wasn't of the finest material, nor the latest fashion. But I'd never seen anyone more out of place in a jail cell than Anne Carmo. It was almost cool inside the jail, although it was still steamy outside even at night. It was the jail's dampness, I suspected. I took in a deep breath of stale air that reeked faintly of mold and asked if there was anything she needed. She blinked her brown eyes, but uh, did not respond. As my eyes adjusted to the light, I could see her face was lovely, very lovely, as she sat there staring at me. She was a... Typical dark-haired daughter of this old southern city, a city more European than American, even as we struggle through this war. I understand your husband has been notified, I told her, and she closed her eyes and let her chin sink. Do you have uh, children at home that need attending, ma'am? She shook her head, and I was uh, finally convinced she understood English. You never knew in New Orleans. Carmo was a Creole French name. You know why we're here, I asked, stepping into the cell's doorway but staying outside, better than looking through bars at her. You've been arrested for the murder of an U.S. Army officer. She sat up straighter, but said nothing. Voices echoed from outside, and I knew the crowd was growing. Ma'am, I need your side of the story. If you're innocent, tell me. If the act wasn't premeditated, on purpose, tell me. She sat motionless. I called the sergeant major back in to lock the cell, then stepped with him into the desk area of the calaboose where three guards in various states of leisure lounged in their blue uniforms. They slowly came to attention, and I told them to wait outside, but don't get the crowd started up. She hasn't said a word, the sergeant major told me. We identified her from this. He handed me a Catholic Bible. Her name was inside the front cover with an address on Dauphine Street. Her husband's a blacksmith, the sergeant major added. He headed straight for a local priest when we told him. I took off my kepi and laid it on the desk and straightened my dark blue tunic. 
At 6'2", I towered over the sergeant major as he stood at attention in front of his desk. I was much thinner, however. My blonde hair cut short, as was my mustache, not hanging around the size of my mouth, as was the current fashion. My legs started acting up, but I resisted leaning against the desk. Although my wound had healed, the rebel bullet that broke my right femur at Bull Run left me with a slight limp. Sergeant, I understand the victim was in here just before he was killed. Yes, sir. Lieutenant Langford brought three ladies in here for violating General Order Number 28. Mrs. Carmo was uh, one of these ladies? No, sir. I had to sit, so I moved around the desk and sat in the sergeant major's chair. At ease, I put my notebook on the desk and jotted what he told me so far. What's your name, sergeant? Samuel Jeffrey, sir. I asked him to relate the evening's events as they had occurred.